Hey, Peaches. Hey, Peaches. Welcome back for another episode of the Let's Talk Peaches podcast, where all humans come to have raw, authentic, respectful, and open conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. So get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach... Thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. We appreciate so much much appreciation. (laughs) For sure. If you could please follow us on Instagram at let's talk underscore peaches. Check check our website out. It's letstalkpeaches.com. And while you're there, why don't you subscribe to the newsletter where we give you guys the inside scoop on all of our exclusive content. We've got some fun, exciting things that are coming down the pipeline. And we want to keep you all informed on all things... Peach life. Yeah? All peach life. Okay. Hey, peaches. Hey, peaches. (laughs) Welcome back for another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We are actually recording this episode on a Monday, so we are in it with you guys. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. So happy Monday. Happy Monday. And hope you're... Killing that if you're commuting into work, if you're logging into work, if you've got your Snuggie or if you're got your coffee. Rocking your stilettos or... One way or the other, mm-hmm. happy Monday. Or maybe you've got those fall booties on. Maybe. Maybe. We are very... <laughs> the season. We are very... We are in total fall mode now. It is the, the last day of summer, but we while are... While recording, like the day where we're recording this is the last day of summer. Yeah, but And we've got like nine fall candles burning and we've got we have a small little pumpkin we have a mini pumpkin right in front of us but we have three mini pumpkins throughout the room that we are recording in and it is really just oh and we also got uh we have pumpkin pumpkin tissues pumpkin tissues which when we bought i really thought they were going to be pumpkin scented tissues uh but i was fooled (laughs) i was bamboozled and i fell for it (laughs) and it's just i mean there's still i'm in like i'm disappointed but, but it's nice to have. But them. it's nice to have. So there's just a bunch of pumpkins on the outside. So I was upcharged to for the pumpkin aesthetic, not for the pumpkin scent. So cheers to this week's episode and cheers, cheers to, to mm. fall. Thank God. We are ready. Mm-hmm. For both for both wonderful things. Mm-hmm. This week's episode is about breakups. Let's talk breakups, peaches. Yeah. I'm I think we're both excited about this episode, and I think The reason why we wanted to do this is because I don't, I I really don't feel breakups are a negative thing. No. And I feel as though they are looked at as a negative thing. Um, Are they painful? Most, most times. Most definitely. Most times, yes. Not always, not always. Um, But for the most part, there's pain, whether you're the one doing the breaking up or the one getting broken up with. For or there is a mutual breaking up, uh, what have you? What have you? It's usually painful, but I don't think that it's a negative thing. I think it's a it's a I growing think, pain. I think it's a wonderful opportunity for growth. Yeah, and just it's like the next step in life. Yeah, it's something that everyone can relate to. And whether you've ever been broken up with or have broken up with someone, mm-hmm. it's or not. You know, you can you can take something from this episode. I have never been or broken up with or had to break up with someone else and I think but I know but I know people who have gone through those experiences and I think 
there's something to, to be gained from this episode as a support team for someone who's going through something. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that there's been times where mm-hmm. my friends have gotten broken up with or Lindsay has gone through breakups and you mm-hmm. know you don't want to say the wrong thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that we want to dive into in this episode as well. Yeah. But but on another level, the chances of you going through a breakup in the future are higher because <laughs> are higher because because ninety nine point nine percent of relationships fail. No one's immune. It's and it's. I think you can also take some of this as not necessarily a romantic breakup. You can take yeah. it and apply to like maybe a friendship breakup. A friend, or, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, just like a breakup, like a, a disruption of a comfort. Yeah. Like I said in the exactly. unemployment episode, like that that emotion felt very similar to to a breakup that I that I felt when I was let go of my job. So I think this feeling can is is brought on mostly by. Um, What's it called? Exactly like you said, a disruption of comfort. A disruption of comfort and a feeling of rejection, I mm-hmm. think, is the worst part of it. But anyways, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. And we're going we're gonna to dive we're gonna into dive really all deep of into this with, with our guest, Miss mm-hmm. Franny. Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Franny. We're bringing Franny on. We'll learn. Her full name is Francesca. Right, yeah. Francesca, Francesca Hoagie. H-O-G-I. H-O-G-I. <laughs> um, spell well, her last name. So Francesca is a dating coach. She has a platform called Dear Franny. She has a podcast. She offers classes. She'll, she'll she offers go over all the things that she yeah that she does. She offers a lot of support to people that are looking to get into dating, that are having dating issues, that are you know looking to kind of for some more guidance in that in that area of your life. We really enjoy she's just such a happy person it seems like she's and kind and kind and supportive and knowledgeable to be honest. She does a lot of readings uh, with tarot or I don't know if tarot is the right word, but she does a lot of readings. I'm going to kind of I'm excited to kind of have figure out how she ties that in to her practice, to her coaching. She's had 7 years of mm-hmm. experience helping people find true love and she's a matchmaker she's a love coach and as Lindsay has said said before she has a podcast called dear dear franny and we're really excited to have her on she has won a u.s dating award um, as dating expert of the year so oh my god i mean i mean we are truly privileged on it and honored to have her yeah have her join us this Monday, this Monday evening mm-hmm. for, you know, with the, the, the time Monday morning, Monday evening, yeah. just on the podcast. On the podcast, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, to give a little, I, 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 I would like to put a little splice in about my experience. Go for it. So for me, I have been through two major, I, I've had two major breakups, I will say. Two, I've had two serious relationships in my past and both of those relationships ended so I've will say I've had two major breakups I don't know that feels like the wrong vocabulary two major breakups but just maybe two important two I don't know if important I don't know what the right word that I want to use is major makes it feels a little too firm or like too moving uh but they were I don't know I've had two breakups in my life everyone and they were both very challenging in different ways and I'm excited to kind of share some 
of my learnings behind it and like what I learned going through it. And I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say along with Franny. So make sure that you're uh, be, make sure that you're contributing to this conversation by leaving comments in our on our Instagram, um, DMing us. We're happy to post this stuff on our stories uh, and and really get that conversation going. Being you know this is such a support topic you know and the more people find out that others are going through similar things feeling similar things the the better we feel the less alone we feel so if you've gone through similar things that we that we talk about in this episode make sure you reach out to us and let us know or if you've gone through something different let us know that too and we'll share it and there's you know most definitely somebody that's gone through something similar and that will appreciate seeing that they're not alone so uh, yeah with that, shall we? Uh, let's let's cue it. Let's cue up Miss Franny. Let's cue up Miss Franny, shall we? All right, here we go. Are you ready? I am so ready. I'm I mean, ready. I wish I had a glass of wine. I thought I was ready. I mean, I mean if you want to go get one, you just let us know. We're happy to pause. <laughs> this is good. just like our ritual. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. But anyways, but we got, we got, how do you, do you like Fran, Franny, Francesca? Um, I like Franny and Francesca. I don't like Fran. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, Noted, noted, noted. Um, (laughs) So we've got Franny here, Peaches, Mm -hmm. and we're so excited to start picking her brain about all things breakup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The first thing we kind of like to do is just ask you how your day's going. Mm -hmm. How's your day going, Franny? Yeah. We we tuned into your IG live this afternoon, I which was saw. awesome. Thank you. We're for big joining. Tara fans. We're big Tara fans. She had oh. us. She had us like feeling all the feels and cracking up as well. <laughs> um, yes. So we were big oh. fans of her. Yeah, she's awesome. Thank you for joining. Yeah, I've had um, I've had a busy day. Um, it's been good. It's been productive. One thing that I did spontaneously today. First thing I did when I woke up was I just went through my closet and went through my dresser and just get, just pulled out all these clothes to give away. So mm-hmm. I have like two new bags of clothes to give away and that just feels so good. Um, so I started my day off on a good note. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've just been working all day, but now I'm talking to you guys, which is like fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun stuff. Ayo. I was like, I can't believe she's, do- she's doing an yeah. Instagram live and then she's going to be talking to us later. I feel like that's so much... That's so much chatting. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, and I recorded an episode of my podcast before oh this. Oh my gosh, so much That's chatting. That's a lot. And that I did an lot. interview with the Washington Post reporter, and I had a session with a client. Oh my gosh. Did you nap? <laughs> I did not nap. <laughs> oh my God. Bless you. Yeah, I was like, you. I haven't even talked to anyone today, and I feel like I'm going to need a nap before our episode. Yeah. <laughs> we, like to, we consider ourselves extroverted introverts, so... We I need, consider we like, myself the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we love having the interactions and like being around people, but it definitely tires us out. So, yeah, it tires me out too. Yeah, after yeah. well, after this, I'm gonna take my dog for a long walk, mm. and um, I don't think my so my so I live with my boyfriend and. Mm-hmm. I personally like to walk the dog by myself in the evenings because it's my mm-hmm. like. You time charge, like mm-hmm. unwind, listen to my podcast, and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lately, he's been like, "Oh, I'll go with you," and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I don't know if he plans on coming tonight. I mean, I love him and I love when we walk the dog together, just for the record. But tonight mm-hmm. I'm kind of like looking forward to some because I have been talking yeah. all day. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I feel you. I'm the same way. I'm like, I need my separate me time. Like, and it's nothing against anyone. It's just, it's a necessity for me to recharge and like stay connected with myself. So it's so, it's so important. And it doesn't always like, it doesn't always translate well when you ask for that time. You know what I mean? Like you have to like, you don't want to offend anyone. Like, I, you know, it's not that I don't want to hang out with you, but like, I don't really want to hang out with you right now. I need to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, but. no, it's so important. Have, do you guys, are you guys familiar with human design? Mm-mm. No. Um, so it, this is, that's like a whole other podcast, but um, just briefly to tell you, basically it's a system that's like, it's, it goes, it's based on your date and time and place of birth. So similar to astrology in that mm-hmm. sense, but it is not astrology. It's like its own system. And it basically, um, er, according to human design, everybody is one of five different energy types. And depending on your energy type, you basically need different things. Like you mm-hmm. need, you might need more rest. You might need, um, you know, you might be a person who has like tons and tons of energy to burn and your energy is infectious to other people. You know, you could be like, so it's just, it, it gets really, really specific and deep into mm-hmm. like your personality and your design and your soul's purpose on the planet. I mean, it gets like really deep, but it's just, it just reminded me when you were, when you were talking about like how you definitely know that about yourself, like you need mm-hmm. that time. Um, mm-hmm. And in human design, some people need that more than others. So I was just curious if you knew what your human design was. No, but, but that sounds like a really fun thing to do later during dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Google like human design chart and you can get your chart. I mean, it 99% of it is not going to make sense to you um, <laughs> because right. it can be complicated. But if you go to my website, go to my blog, I actually have an article about like dating by your human design type. And it Ooh. And so it'll give you some more information about whatever your type is. Oh my God, I That's love so it. Interesting. We're dropping like the helpful hints right off the bat. So <laughs> I'm about it. It's just really fascinating. I agree. I, yeah. I'm like so into like the human condition and like the magic behind who I am. Anyway. I know. Anyway. It's fascinating. It's endlessly fascinating. I could mm-hmm. do a podcast episode with you just talking about that. Like I mm-hmm. am fascinated by all of it piggybacking off of like all of your all of your stuff you want us to tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about your journey as a dating coach Mm -hmm. and um all the things that you have going on tell us a little bit about yourself um so yeah um so I'm a recovering lawyer so that's what I used to do (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) so I um I didn't, I was never like growing up, I was never anybody who knew what I wanted to do. Like, you know, when adults would be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like I had nothing. And I even recently asked my mom, cause I was like, am I just like forgetting that I ever wanted to be something? And she's like, no, you never did. I just never knew. So I went to law school, not because I wanted to be a lawyer, but kind of because I didn't know what else to do. And I had Mm. people saying like, oh, you should get a graduate degree. And, you know, I'm a different generation than you guys. So Mm. (laughs) it seemed like the sensible thing to do at the time. So anyway, so I went to, um, so I was, you know, I wound up practicing law and just knowing like, this is not for me, you know, like there are worse things to do. There are certainly people who have worse jobs, but, you know, I was a corporate lawyer. I had a cushy job, but I was like, this is just not 
what I want to do with my life. But mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. So I spent a long time on this very like winding road. Like I, I'm from New York originally and I was like, okay, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to be a movie producer. So I quit my law firm and like oh moved God. to LA and had this whole like weird few years that I was like in the film industry and doing all these like different jobs. And I, then I got really disenchanted with Hollywood because I just, it's just so many people who are just so impressed by themselves. And I'm just like, right. I just don't care how, I don't care how famous you are. Like, I don't care who you know, like you, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, so I got really sick of that whole business and I was like, okay, I can't do that. Um, so then I got sucked back into the law because I didn't know what else to do. Then I went on Survivor and then yeah. that was, <laughs> and then, and the only reason I said yes to Survivor, because it wasn't something that I was like, I want to be on Survivor. Actually, I was like, why would I do that? That looks miserable. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but I was like, well, this opportunity is presenting itself for a reason. And I didn't know what else to do. Mm. With, I was like, maybe this is going to like inspire me to figure out my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went on Survivor. It was a total disaster. And then I was like back home in New York, like in the same legal job. And I was like, well, this isn't like that didn't really work. So mm. um, this is I'm sorry. I'm telling you like the long version. Basically, no, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying in. it. Now. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even okay. keep going. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so basically um, I got so I got stuck in that. I got stuck back at job. Survivor called again. They're like, hey, come back second season. And I was like. No was, way, really? I, I, yeah, I was, and I was wow. like, well, I'm like, I still don't actually want to do this, but you know, it can't be any worse than it was the first time, and <laughs> maybe I'll win a million dollars, and I still don't know mm. what to do with my life, so I'll mm-hmm. go do that. So I went, and it was just as bad the second time, if not worse than the first. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, plan blown up. But the good thing was after that second Survivor experience, that marked like. 10 years of me being like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm done with that. Like I figured that shit out and I figured out now, (laughs) you know? So Mm. I was really determined. Um, So I just started to just really open myself up to like, all right, what do I care about? Like, what am I, like, what are my natural, you know, like what are my natural talents? Like what are the things I naturally enjoy doing? And, um, and I always loved talking about dating and relationships. And I was always personally obsessed with my love life and other people's love lives and meddling in my friends' love lives and <laughs> um, setting people up. And I, at this time, when I was trying to figure all this out, I just, despite total happenstance, like met this woman at a 4th of July barbecue who mentioned this black male matchmaker um, named Paul Brunson that she followed on Twitter. And I was like there's a black male matchmaker like ooh cuz the only i the only matchmaker i'd ever heard of was like the millionaire matchmaker and i was like wait what this is like <laughs> like who is he so i i was like i want to follow him on twitter so i started following him on twitter and then and i never saw that woman again by the way but she her just telling ooh. me that like set me on mm-hmm. a whole different mm-hmm. trajectory of my life because once i started following him and i saw like he's like a regular person he's smart he's cool he's a good heart and he just wants to like help people find love and he's, that's his job. I was like, I want that to be my job. So I was fully inspired by him and um, wound up like befriending him on Twitter and asking him to mentor me. And he, I wound up working for him. And 
I went to the Matchmaking Institute in New York and got a matchmaking certification. And (laughs) I was just like, and everyone in my life thought I was crazy. Um, And I like went on Facebook one day and I was like, hey, everybody, I'm a matchmaker now. Like send me your single people. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Um, I was like, trust me, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Um, So that was seven years ago. And... Look, look where you and, are now. <laughs> and I, so I started as a matchmaker. And then um, after doing that for a couple of years, I just, it, it became really clear that the only people that I could match and we could match, because I also, I worked for Paul in addition to having my own agency. So I worked with a lot of his clients. And the only people that we could match were the people who were like open to looking at how they were doing, like they were open to looking at their own choices and they were open to like, you know, taking feedback. And because when, as a matchmaker, when you set your client client up on a date, you get feedback from the date about your client. Right. Mm. And so if we would set somebody up and, you know, every, every person we set them up with has the same feedback, like, you know, there's a pattern here. Right. And Mm. the people who can hear that and be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize, or I didn't realize people were picking up on that thing I was doing. Like, those are the people that we could match. Like they would make progress versus the people who are just like, that's their problem. Like I want what I want and just Mm. weren't, didn't have a willingness to Mm self-reflect. We couldn't match those people and they were really hard to work with. So I was like, why am I like the coaching piece is the important part here. So why am I doing this whole other part that's super stressful and is taking years off of my life? Like, I'm just going to be a coach. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> wow. First of all, I love how the uni- – I love when the universe works that way. Like, they put these random people in your life for literally just a moment, and they just change your life completely, and you just, like, fall into – oh, Okay, I get it. That's what I got it. Okay, I get it. I get it. I know. I love that too. I'm obsessed with serendipity. And I have Mm -hmm. like, there's about five different points in my life that I can point to, to a moment like that, where Mm -hmm. something just totally random, an offhand thing that somebody said or Mm -hmm. did. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that too. Like, like it's, I can track Mm -hmm. those moments and I just find them so magical. And I'm so obsessed with that. (laughs) Same. Like retweet. Like so like when I, I love hearing about them because you hear about them. I, I hear about them more than I experience them because you don't experience them a lot. It's just those, they're, they're rare. It's not like it's happening all of the time. And I think this point in my life and I'm 25, I've only experienced it like two or three two times that I can think of off of the top of my head now and it's just such a rewarding moment in time (laughs) so nice and it's like it just like reaffirms that you're on the right path and makes you feel like okay it makes me it comforts me in the sense of like okay I'm doing what I need to be doing perfectly enough one of those moments was to show me that I needed to to break up with somebody mm. uh, and like what I needed to what I needed or what I actually wanted so we can we'll talk about that later but yeah. it just I love I love when the universe has your back yes. and tips for yourself yep yeah so absolutely much. yeah and then there's also those moments and I mean the fact that you have like two of them and you're 25 like I'm 45 I'm literally 20 years older than you guys so oh like I have and I have like five of them you know what I mean <laughs> so mm-hmm. um but also there are those big ones that really stand out but I truly mm-hmm. believe that like I, and this is another thing that I'm obsessed with is just all of those unseen things that have happened that we don't even know about. 
yeah. like like we like that we it, they didn't stand out to us as anything significant but actually you know yeah like usually like, like a sliding doors type phenomenon you know yeah <laughs> I feel like it only happens like it's in the forefront of your mind when you literally need like a smack upside the head from the they're like all right we're done <laughs> we're done watching you mess this up we've given yeah. you enough chances to we're figure giving it out you on enough your own. like subtle signs you need <laughs> totally <laughs> totally totally yeah and mm. it's actually it's funny because or I think it's either that like you need the smack upside the head because you're not listening you're not getting the uh, message yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's something that you have manifested that's just like going to find its way in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but you want, mm-hmm. cause actually I had another one of those moments was when I met my boyfriend because it was a thing where I was delayed because the place where I was had like lost my credit card and I was so annoyed and I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, like I should have been out of here like 15 minutes ago to get all that sorted. And then be- I was delayed. So I'm annoyed and I was walking home. And this is here in LA and I'm like walking down Sunset Boulevard and I wound up meeting my boyfriend on the corner, like of the street that I was crossing. And it was this, it was only because he was with his brother and his brother had recognized me from someplace else. His brother said something to me and I was like, oh, and then we started having like this conversation and it was a brief encounter, but I was like, hmm, that guy seemed really interesting. And mm. I was like, I have enough information because he's Australian. He's a scientist. I knew his name. I knew where he, he told me like where he worked. I was like, I can find this guy. Um, <laughs> I know. For sure. Enough like, info. Thank you. I was like, this is, this I got is it. like you know, I, I've been stalking people like pre-internet. <laughs> this is nothing. Um, pre-internet. So, so I, um, I, I literally, like I have a friend who I've been friends with since I was 13 and she literally like refers to me as having invented stalking. Um, <laughs> I was, we all my have God, that the, friend. Yeah. We, we have that I I think I'm a good like social media stalker and but when it exceeds my skill set we have a friend that we're like her name is Kat we're like Kat we gotta we gotta we literally just send her we send her like the very minimal conversation we have the person and like their image or if we if <laughs> like if we have that pro- yeah. and uh and she gets back to us like within 30 minutes <laughs> we like, found them like, credit found report him, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 She's she's oh got she's God. got magic power. So respect amazing, respect that amazing. skill dearly. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good skill. So so yeah, I so I found him and so I just DM'd him on Twitter and I was like, Hey, it was nice meeting you. And that was all mm-hmm. I said. Because I didn't know anything about I didn't like I didn't I mean mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was married, I didn't know if he was straight, mm-hmm. I didn't know mm-hmm. if he had three girlfriends. I didn't know anything about him personally. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna say it was nice meeting you and he's either gonna think I'm a weirdo. Or he's mm-hmm. going to be into it. And he was into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and how long have you guys been together since? Uh, two and a half years. Nice. They always say, um, I forget where I heard this from, but it's like you drop the hanky and then you see if they pick it up. Yes, you know? exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's and he like, picked it up. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I say. I'm like, you just, yeah. you're just creating an opportunity for someone to, to pick you up, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I've not heard that one yet. I don't remember where I heard it from. I, I, I would hate it if if I was correct, but I think it was from Matthew Hussey. Oh, I would hate it if uh, I was correct. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you, I don't know if you, do you know that I know Matthew Hussey because no. we did. So he had a segment on the Today Show mm-hmm. um, for a long time, 
And then they called me to come in because they just wanted to like shake it up. So it wasn't just him. And so they just yeah. bring in like a guest, whatever. So they brought me in, but then they liked me. So then he got stuck with me. So then we wound up doing <laughs> together on the Today Show for like a year and a half. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, I mean, was he was he nice? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, he he and I are. I mean, I probably shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> No, 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 no. Matt, I have, I actually have a, a lot of respect for him and what he's built. He is a man who knows his strength and he knows his audience and he's mm-hmm. yeah. like really good at speaking to those people. And so I respect that fully. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, we're kind of, I, I think it was a little bit because it was his segment and then I came in and he kind of got stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I think he, there was always a little bit of this like, I mean, we like totally like we would, you know, every we would we were we were there like twice a month. We would do the segment twice a month. And so we would like hang out in the green room and catch up. And like we were always cool. It wasn't like we wouldn't talk to each other, but we never like gelled as like. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I get it. definitely would try to like one up me on air all the time. Mm. (laughs) Collaboration. Of skill sets. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You've, you're so cool, Franny. Yeah, you're so cool. <laughs> We're so honored. I know. Shall we get into this or week's topic? This week's topic. Some, uh, or I, one thing I'd like, to, what is your history with breakups? Like, do you, have you had many? How I do you have. Feel about them? I've had, <laughs> um, so I've had three big breakups. And um, the first one by the time it got to that point, I was ready. So it was fine, even though we'd been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, like, almost destroyed me and almost, mm-hmm. like, made me give up on love forever. Um, and then the third one was bad, but it wasn't as bad as the second one. So I was like, this is going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I've had three big breakups. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but I, I love talking about them and helping people through them because I know what it's like. And, and also mm-hmm. not just even like, there's like the big heartbreak, heart stomping mm-hmm. breakups, which, you know, hopefully those aren't going to happen too often in your life. But then there's also just, you know, even just being disappointed consistently romantically can start to have that same effect. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that you were like so connected to that person, but it's like, that person on top of the one before and the one before and the one before. And that's, what's kind of leading you to a point of being really frustrated and upset. Um, but, uh, yeah. So personally and professionally, I have a lot of history with breakups. How about you guys? Yeah, I feel I, okay. So I've had two serious, more serious relationships. Um, and so, and with that two more serious breakups and the first one, was terrible and I and to be but to be honest I feel like I just I don't know what terrible is yet but for me that was the worst one um and then the second one was still not you know still didn't feel great still was painful but not quite as painful as the first one and I don't think it was for a lack of like I think it was because like the first the first one was my first break like my first real breakup and I think it was that like uh and it was really like 
it was it was we I like to say like I do breakups on the um off ramp situation. I don't just cut it off. So so <laughs> it was like long it was a long ramping yeah. down period. Yeah. 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 So there was like that's there how was my first like, one was too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I think it's I think it happens. Although we I have a we know a friend that did we've known people just that just do the cutoff situation and I don't know there I don't think there's one that or I don't know I don't know if there's one that's better than the other uh but the last two major breakups that I've had both of them were a little bit one the first one was way more of a long longer like off-ramp situation and the second one was a little less of the off-ramp uh situation um and then also the second one we worked together on this project so I still had like I still needed to like conversate with them and work with them and I still do work with them but now it's now we have a good flow of things we talk business and it's fine I I mean to this day I have pleasant relationships with with both of them and when I say relationships I mean like friendly not even friendly I would just say like we wish each other well yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. if I bump into them if I bump into them on the subway or in life, it's not a negative experience. So that's... Yeah, that's great. That's I, yeah, that's yeah. ideal. Yeah, that is ideal. ideal. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah. How about that's you? me. I have never been in a long-term relationship, so I have never experienced any sort of a breakup. Okay. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Free so what... For single so, to Yay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Listen, being single, I'm a big fan of being single. Like, I don't know. I, I'm... I was a very good single person. Like I really look at my single years with a lot of fondness. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, there was a lot of like, (laughs) you know, not wanting to be single at times in there as well, but trust me. Um, But it, I don't know. There's something about, I think, especially at your age, it's just Mm -hmm. something about having that time for yourself and to just figure out what, you know, who you are and what you want. And, you know, um, just to be more, bring more awareness to that because it's so important because some people, you know, they fall into so many like relationship after relationship after relationship, and they never really get that chance. And I see the other side of that because I work with clients sometimes who, you know, they're 45, they may have been married for 20 years and they're like, Mm -hmm. I am a completely different person now. And I was, I've been married to a stranger for the last 15 years, right? Because Mm -hmm. we did not grow up in the same way. Like we, like, Mm -hmm. you know, our paths really diverged. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it takes them a really long time to like accept that and not, and be okay with that. And then finally be like, get to a place where they realize like, okay, I deserve more in my life than this. And so I just think there's a real benefit to being single and being a person who like does work on yourself because then when you do get into a relationship, like it's just going to be such a better relationship than it mm-hmm. would have been, you know, um, potentially if you just been like, I mean, some people obviously like luck out and their college sweetheart is really the love of their it's lives, yeah. you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, but even the couple that I know, I know one couple who that's their story, but they broke up before, you know, like they broke up somewhere along the line, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and they needed to go and have other relationships and then they came back together and now they've been together forever and they're totally in love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, everyone's path I, is, is for, is purposeful, you know? Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I, I have, I think I've had such a unique opportunity, you know, perspective on life. Perspective. Yeah. When pe- it's being single is nothing to be afraid, afraid of. I think a lot of people, when they 
get broken up with or break up, it's scary. And maybe some people feel shame about it. But I'm like, it's it's really not that bad. I mean, I have been doing it for a while. <laughs> and I think I don't I don't think of it as a bad thing at, at, at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like not ashamed of it. I think I definitely not that I have some issues, but I, I like I don't put that time. There's a reason why I'm single. And I know it's like because I don't put the time that I need to invest in that part of my life. Mm. Uh, and that's that's a me thing. But I don't know. It's not a, it's not a bad thing and it's not a scary thing. And I think it has given me a very interesting perspective on watching a lot of people go through their experiences. But I think it's a layered thing. It's very layered. I think it's a layered thing because I think there's a reason why you don't put the effort in. So if I had a magic wand mm-hmm. and I just could give you any love, life, outcome, relationship, situationship you wanted, what would that look like? Uh, so if I could plan out my love life and it come true, um, mm-hmm. I think I don't want to just like meet the one. I don't want the next person I meet to be the one because then I think I would be like, what else is out there? But how but that, if that's but like, who knows if that's how I'd feel? But I feel like that's how I'd feel. So anywho, so I would think I would like to have. And I and I wrote down, I remember when in high school, our teacher uh, said, like, make a list of things that you want to like a a bucket list and one of them was like have my heart broken or go through a big breakup how old were you when that happened this was um our English we had the English class that we had together um Delernia so I think that was sophomore year of high school Mm -hmm. um Mm. and so I think because you learn so much about yourself when when you go through those things and Mm -hmm. you learn a lot about the people around you you do that's so interesting though yeah, so I, think I, <laughs> I think I would I would like to have maybe one or two relationships and then meet my person and and ha- get married and um, do I don't know about babies, but like <laughs> love life. I, I definitely I think marriage is something that I want. Is this what you were asking? Or were you asking? for? Yeah, like, no, ooh, this is, no, yeah, this okay. is what I want. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So depending on the first relationship, either one to two like good good relationship maybe I don't or maybe maybe it's just like dating around I don't know but like yeah. like a little variation have you done a lot of dating no like just casually <laughs> like hanging so maybe mm-hmm. that's a I mean I, a I'm tremendous like way to start yeah. I'm the biggest fan of dating like mm-hmm. you know it's such a I know a lot of people aren't <laughs> and they <laughs> like most people want to skip over the dating and get right to the relationship but the thing about dating, especially when you're in a place where you are, where it's like you're not looking to meet the one today, you mm-hmm. know, um, dating can help you just develop so many skills that are eventually going to help you when you are in a relationship, right? Like vulnerability and communication and compromise and flirting and, mm-hmm. you know, like just it, there's so much, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's romantic relationships are really triggering for us. Mm. Um, and that's why it's a really valuable process, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think when I was your age, I was, um, I was in, in that place of like not really knowing how to date and not having a lot of dating experience. And I just went online and just started going on as many dates as I could. Cause I was like, I got to learn how to date and I don't <laughs> know how. And, 
I went out with a lot of people who, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there was never any chance it was going to go anywhere. But to me, it was all valuable because I was like, I'm yeah. learning something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we both haven't done a whole heck of a lot of like casual dating. And like right before the world ended, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> I, I started like going I went on this like casual date and I was just like I, I learned so m- I'm proud of myself for going and I learned so much about uh, myself and I gained confidence by going because the conversation went well and I don't think you know it wasn't like a magical moment or anything it wasn't my person but it was I learned that I'm a good conversator and that it's not as scary as it seems yeah. and um and it was just fun to connect with somebody you know it's yeah. fun to, you know, yeah. flex those muscles and exactly. You do yeah. get valuable things from any situation, but definitely from dating. Like totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used mm-hmm. to like challenge myself. I'd be like, okay, even if you know, like you're doing online dating and you meet somebody, and obviously, like it's not always going to be a match. Like you're not always going to be attracted to them. Or you're not always mm-hmm. going to. But I would always be like, all right, I'm not at all attracted to this guy. But for this half an hour or 45 minutes that we're sitting here, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to challenge myself to see, like, to find something good here, you know, Mm. or to see if I can spark some kind of connection with him, even if we never see each other again. Mm -hmm. And when I adopted that attitude about dating, then, like, I just basically never had bad dates again because Mm -hmm. I was always able to get something out of it, you know? Um, Yeah. So... I mean, every human being has something interesting about them that you can appreciate, you know? And so, or, I mean, hey, or if you're complete, like, oil and water or oil and vinegar or whatever, then that's that's an interesting experience, you know, that you can take away from. And you're learning a lot about yourself in that moment, too. But Yeah. And you can also, there's, like, a sorting process that's happening, right? So it's not that you should be saying yes to a date with anyone because Mm. you get information about people, even just in how they communicate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah, n- n- much less like the substance of what they're saying, but even how they're saying it and how they interact with you. So a lot of really terrible dating situations that I hear about could have been avoided if you just didn't think that he was going to miraculously now be this like really considerate, respectful guy when he had already been showing you in mm-hmm. your messages that that's not who he is, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. there is like responsibility of not just totally wasting your time with somebody mm-hmm. who's like really far off base but um but yeah everything I just I co-sign everything you just said so I guess a good place to start on the breakup train. breakup yeah breakup train is yeah. um what what can someone expect after they've been broken up with whether that be like emotionally or um physically with their ex-partner yeah yeah so it can be different because obviously, you know, relationships, you, you have different levels of investment in them and different levels of affection for your partner. So sometimes when people have a breakup, they're just mad that like they got broken up with, but they didn't, it's not like they're like, I thought that person was so amazing. They just are mad that they got broken up with. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, and then sometimes people are devastated by a breakup. And they're like, oh my God, but I really just want to be with this person. And and then if you reflect, it's like, well, there was this, that, the other. Like there were actually like all these challenges within your relationship that you were always complaining about. So I think one important thing is just whenever you're dealing with a breakup is like there's two things that you want to separate. You want to separate like your actual sadness over the end of the relationship 
from the story that you tell yourself about it. So for what I mean is like, so if for instance, when I got my, when I had my like really heart stomping breakup, the story that I told myself was I'm never going to find love. I can't believe that I thought that he was the one. I'm so embarrassed. I'm, I'm going to be alone forever. It, was, it wasn't just about him. It was all this other story that I was layering into it. So, I mean, I really cared about him. I loved him. We lived together. It was like a serious relationship. He was, we, we were probably codependent, <laughs> but, you know, we were like inseparable. So part of it was just missing this person who was a huge part of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um And if I had just focused on that and just allowing myself to go through that grieving process and feeling the sadness, then I could have gotten over the situation so much sooner. But because I then brought in all these other fears and insecurities, um, you know, and judgments, that's what prolonged the process. So I always say to people when they're dealing with breakups, like, you know, you want to allow yourself to feel your feelings. They're totally valid, but you also don't want to just assume like, because you're sad, it's just because that person was so amazing. And that was the one it's like, there's other things that are making you this sad. That's just important context. It helps you to get Mm -hmm. over breakups a lot sooner. I think that's really good advice. I think that you can, I feel from personal, and this is only from personal experience, the moment that it happens, especially if, if you're the one broken up with or feeling that rejection, I think, I think that's where like the main part of the main portion of the hurt comes from is this idea of rejection it's like a hurricane and a tsunami and a tornado in your brain and in your heart and you don't know I feel like you just have to like sit and let that happen you know for a moment I mean for me it was like none of my emotions or like topical thoughts were um, trustworthy in those first couple of hours or days and then like as the dust settled I was able to like calm and reevaluate what was important and why I was actually sad. My, my first major breakup, this one, or I, I wouldn't say, it was like the first time like me and that person separated or decided we were going to go on a break because he didn't know if he loved me or not anymore. And that like really hurt me. And Understandably. I, like, the first, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like heartbroken and like to be, but to be honest, like I was thinking of of proposing a break as well because I didn't know if we were compatible in the way that we needed to be but he's the one that said like I think we should go on a break and 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 it was because he wanted a separate type of relationship like he he wanted to try out an open relationship it was long distance I knew myself and that that wasn't for me and to be clear I don't think open relationships are a bad thing I think sometimes people can hear like oh my god he wanted an open relationship he's such like but like I think for him that was the type of relationship that he needed and I knew and he knew himself and I knew myself and I was like, I don't know if we're compatible humans, but he's the one that asked for the break, for the break first. And so I was devastated. Like, how could he want a break from all of this? You know what I mean? Um, and so I, in that, in that moment, I was, I was really, really hurt. And the first like day or two, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. I was like really hurting. And you, and we were far apart at the time because this was in college. Uh, and she, took the initiative to like go and ask all of our friends. She made this little video of all of our friends and family saying nice things about me. And it was like very validating. And I was like, oh yeah, like I don't need a relationship to be my best self. I am great the way that I am. And all of these people love me for me, not for me plus, plus a person. And like my confidence was really boosted and like just like reaffirmed. And I think that sometimes you can forget 
who who you are in the breakup situation as well as in a relationship and it's just important to let let that dust settle and remember who you are and why you're upset and remember that you know you are you're you're great on your own um and that you don't need you don't need a plus one if you will like a, a relationship to validate you you are you should be you're you're great independently of that you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. that was that made me think of all of that so that's what I had to say <laughs> yes. in response. that was what was going through my head of <laughs> what you were saying yeah and I mean and that rejection feeling is you know that's huge I mean when it comes to dating and relationships like that's just the number one fear that people have it's just a fear of being rejected yeah um and I have a, I have a motto. I actually have a T-shirt. I wish I was wearing it right now to show you. Um, <laughs> that says rejection isn't real, mm. because the thing about rejection is, you know, to characterize something as rejection is a very disempowering story to tell yourself about a disappointment. Mm. And it's because basically to say that somebody rejected you is like saying that they were like, nope, I have. I have objectively, I have objectively assessed you and you are lacking, like you're not good enough. And that's just literally never the case, right? So there are always going to be people who for various reasons that have nothing to do with you, because Mm -hmm. even like, even like I put it this way to people, it's like, even if somebody were to look at you and be like, you're the ugliest person I've ever seen. I never want, I would never date you. Mm, it's like, because of them problem. Like, 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 it's like, okay, like you have some issues, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's all, like, you know, like in, and I know like that's extreme. So like if a random person came up to you on the street, you'd probably just think that they were crazy, you know, <laughs> be like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not the ugliest yeah. person you've ever seen. Like that's, <laughs> even if you don't feel great about yourself, you're like, that's probably an overstatement, you know? Mm. Um, even if somebody were to be that harsh, it's still a reflection of them, right? Mm-hmm. It's still mm-hmm. a reflection of like their mindset and their conditioning and their preferences and their brain chemistry and all these things. So when we when we take things as being rejection, we are telling ourselves a story that somehow like we're not good enough. Mm. And that's never what it's about, right? It's yeah. about like, you're just not a match with that person for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I told, I tell, I say this to my friend, my friends a lot is if, if they've ever gotten rejected or someone like ghosted them or whatever, Mm. it's like, think about all the times that you decided you weren't interested in someone. Mm -hmm. It was like nine times out of 10, it's not personal to them. Like, even Mm -hmm. if it's, even if it's like, I'm thinking about my, my personal experience of this, this guy that was, really into me and I was like I want to be into him but it's just like whether he wasn't my type or there just like was something that wasn't clicking and it was like he is an amazing person he's an amazing he's a catch and a half but it's just it's like just not it's not personal it's just not working it's not yeah and maybe he was too emotionally available for you at that time yeah, as so, well mm-hmm. so because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's a big reason why you know relationships mm-hmm. the situations end up in places where you feel rejected and it's just about mm-hmm. that person's ability to like be emotionally available and vulnerable but please continue no I mean it's an interesting thought as well but I think nine times out of ten it's it's not a person it's not it's not personal it's It's not personal no it's um I like to I like to think of it as um if 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 someone's breaking if there's a parting of ways whether you fall out of love or or like or lose interest or they or vice versa 
it's the universe's way of saying that like okay, we've learned what we needed to learn from this from this partnership from this relationship and it's time to move on because there are other lessons we need to learn with other people that part of your life is finito yeah. um yeah. the cherry has been placed and we can move on to the next Sunday. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah but, absolutely. Yeah. And also, you know, I don't know, have you ever heard the expression rejection is protect is protection? Mm, um, no, but it makes and, a lot of sense. And, you know, sometimes that's what it is, you know, and I also am a believer that like whatever is in your highest good is in everyone else's highest good too, even if you don't know it at the moment. So, mm. you know, like that guy who was so into you, like I'm sure that, and he, he, all he wanted was for you to be into him, but you weren't, mm-hmm. you're just not right. And so right. by like being honest with him, then you get to set him free so he can go and find somebody who, you know, who is into him. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were like, oh, I feel bad and da, 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 and I'm going to let it linger. Or I'm going to say yes to this person that I don't actually want to be with, even though they're an amazing person, they're not the right person for me. Like ultimately you're not doing that person any good. So I, I'm just, you know, I know it, it can, you know, it's not personal and, um, and people, most people are so unaware of what's actually going on inside of their minds, like their own minds and their own motivations that it's like, don't try to tell yourself a story about why somebody did something because they couldn't even tell you. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's, that's a that's a big that's a big note is like I because I think we like you go to your friends with this happened and this is what he said and, and like there's that like well I'm sure that it was just this or like I'm sure like maybe this was how it happened or like what exactly did he say like what exactly you know and it's just like honestly you're not the thing is it is what it is and we can go around in circles all day and play the what if game or think of you know try and dissect the situation um and and maybe it might make us feel better for a moment but it's it's like ultimately it is what it is and why it is what it is um like we should just be asking ourselves like how might we want to be different in the future moving forward like, and just grow. like that introspective self not necessarily like why they didn't want us or yeah but more you know just like yeah. how what what might I want to take away from this situation yeah exactly yeah like what was this relationship here to teach me yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and like you were saying, like, sometimes it is a lesson and it's not that it's personal, but it is, sometimes it is your behavior. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, if you, if you observe about yourself, like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this is the case for, for you guys, but like, if you observe about yourself, yeah, when I like somebody, I get really possessive or I get really suspicious because I'm triggered. My, all my insecurities get triggered. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's going to take a toll on any relationship that you're in. So you might find yourself in a place where now you feel rejected, but it was because your partner wasn't down with the emotional dynamic between you, you know, Mm -hmm. because you weren't ready or capable of, you know, of meeting them where they are. So the point is, yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not personal, but every relationship gives you an opportunity to learn something about yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, as long as you're willing to seek out that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. One of our yeah. questions was going to be, was my last relationship a waste of time? Ooh, and that's such a good I, question. <laughs> and I and I think you start to answer that with what you just said. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, how, um, what, what have I learned through this? And how can I take it with me to be a better person and maybe be a better version of myself, be a better partner in the future? It's only a waste of time if you don't learn anything from it. Mm-hmm. 
it's only a waste of time if you repeat the same the same mistakes but even then because sometimes you just need to have the same experience over and over mm. again until you get the message yeah mm-hmm. for sure you know mm-hmm. so no it's not a waste of time yeah i remember yeah. one of our good friends uh like a year and a half to 2 years ago uh, went through a very devastating breakup for herself. They were together for seven years and she was like, I just can't help but feel like the last seven years of my life were a complete waste of time. And I was, we were like, no, no, no. Oh, like, man, that's such a devastating yeah. way to feel. Mm-hmm, for sure. And yeah. I, you know, I think she feels differently now because, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, after like right in the thick of the hurt she was feeling. Um, but it absolutely we were like absolutely not you have grown so much your partner taught you so much about yourself you learned about what you want and what you don't want so exactly Mm -hmm. as you said as long as you have learned something of course it is was not a waste of time Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah that's such a sad way to be like i wasted seven years of my life that's a very disempowering way to view like you know Mm -hmm. what like what is wasting like how is that a waste you lived you know and hopefully Mm -hmm. you learned and if you yeah. hadn't learned, then it couldn't be better in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. would be maybe some tips or what are some ways that people can manage those those hurt feelings, those mm-hmm. like horrible moments of pain that may be like the moments after the breakup or, you know, just throughout the whole journey? Yeah. So if this is a situation where you really like heart stomped on breakup, then I'd say the number one thing is that you just have to be gentle with yourself and allow yourself like the time and the space to mourn because mm-hmm. it is, you do have to mourn. Like there is a grieving process that comes, you know, at the end of a relationship. So allow yourself to feel your feelings. Don't judge them because if you judge them, then you're only going to get stuck in that, you know, sad place for much longer. So you just just like, yeah, it's fucking sad. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. I really cared about that person and we're not together anymore. And, you know, part of what makes it so devastating is not just, it, it's not just the loss and it's not even just all of the fears that the loss triggers. It's also the loss of, of your vision about your own future. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you mm-hmm. thought you were going to be together forever or for the next five years or 10 years, and now that's over you have to say goodbye to that person but you also have to say goodbye to a lot of other expectations Mm -hmm. so you just have to be Mm -hmm. gentle with yourself throughout that process so that's the number one thing now while you're being gentle with yourself you can also start to be self-aware and start to reflect and really separate like okay how much of this how like if like okay here's a question that you can ask yourself like if this breakup, and and when you're really, really in deep pain, it might be too soon to answer this question, but with a little bit of perspective, ask yourself the question, like, if this breakup happened to teach me something, like, what would that lesson be? Like, teach me something that's in my highest good, because it could be like, the, you don't want to be like, well, the lesson is that love sucks and I'm going to be alone forever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, <laughs> if it's there to teach you something in that's in your highest good that's for your growth that's for your development you know like what might that be and just to be curious about it so you can start to reflect on the experience in a different way and start to get some lessons from it so you know like I'll I'll say like my real heart stomping breakup you know as much as I spent a really long time just poor you know poor me poor me what was me what was me but once I finally came out of it I was like all right well you know, as amazing as so many elements of that relationship were, and 
elements of it were amazing. That's why I was mm-hmm. in it. That's why I'm mm-hmm. sad that it was over. There mm-hmm. were other these other things that were pretty foundationally like not working or mm-hmm. not right. Like and yeah, you know what? As much as I wanted to stay in this relationship, if that relationship had lasted forever with that dynamic, like that's not what I want for the rest of my life. Yeah. So actually maybe the fact that he's the one cuz I was the one who got broken up with, you know, like if and it was a, and it it felt like a total blindside mm-hmm. at the time, you know. And I never would have broken up with him. I mean, it would have taken me so long to ever get to a place where I would have broken up with him that I'm glad. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that it just, it ended. It it was a really special relationship. It was a really, I have amazing memories of that time that we had together, but we weren't meant to be together forever, right? And so it taught me like, okay, what are those foundational things that I need in a relationship and I can use the, what I didn't have as a way to now help me to get clear on what it is that I do need, you know, going forward. So, um, so just like giving yourself that, giving yourself, being really gentle with yourself, being compassionate, letting yourself mourn, and then starting to ask yourself like, okay, what are some of the lessons that I, that I, um, that I have here? And then also if it's a pattern, if you find yourself like every time I date somebody, it ends the same way. You know, this is like the same pattern. It's groundhog day. Then it's also up to you to be like, okay, I am the common denominator in this pattern. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Even though it doesn't feel like I'm actively choosing it, clearly there's some part of me that is. And what's that about, right? Mm-hmm. Because we want to know what that's about. Because once you understand what that's about, then you can change it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it's about vulnerability <laughs> and self-worth. That's mm-hmm. spoiler alert. Um, it's usually some, you know, variation um, on that theme. Um <laughs> But because uh, we all have fear, you know, and we all have self-worth issues and we have a complete worthiness crisis in our culture. Everybody yeah. has self-worth issues. We're not immune from that. And um, no matter how much you intellectually like can see that you're dope and you can have confidence that this is done. Yeah. And I'm this. And I, as much as you intellectually can say that, there's still a part of us that is in our subconscious that does not 100% believe that. When we look at parts of our lives and we're like, wait, why is it this way? I don't want it to be this way. Like, trust me, save yourself the time (laughs) and actually start to look inward and be like, okay, how can I start to feel more worthy of this thing that I want? And just to be really like, even if you're like, I'm pretty sure I feel worthy. Hey, if you do, fantastic. But if you don't, (laughs) or maybe if you're at a nine and you could be at a 10, like, you know, like start taking steps to get to that 10 because your life is only going to get better the more worthy you feel. Confidence and like feeling yourself is not a selfish or egotistical thing. Like there's a difference between between being cocky and confident. Like there's there's so much value in loving yourself and feeling yourself and being your best self. Uh, And and like also, you know, and I think there's always room for growth. Always having that in the back of your head that like life is – long and short at the same time and there's no way that you can always know everything uh in one moment and that you will continue to be growing into the best version of yourself for yourself and for the humans and like for the life that you're leading um yes hopefully yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean that's the goal that's the goal (laughs) that is absolutely the goal another question is should you talk to your ex 
Ooh, good question. Um, so it totally depends. So there are a lot of people who think that being friends with your ex is like the mature thing to do. And that's what you should do. I personally disagree. If life so happens that you and your ex, you know, all of the feelings are done romantically, like you're both over it and you happen to come back together as friends, like beautiful. And that certainly happens. And that's amazing when that can happen. But if there is one person who still has any kind of emotional attachment to that romantic relationship, that's no more than in my opinion, um, continuing to have a relationship with your ex is not good um, and harmful. So, and, and for one of you, it might be fine because one of mm-hmm. you might already be over it and be like, oh, mm-hmm. this is great. And now I get to be, and now I get to be friends with this person. And, you know, some people are, are like hell bent on being friends with their exes because they want to be able to say like, see, I'm a good person. Like I didn't mess it up. Like we're still friends, you know? So yeah. some people, it's actually a way for them to like absolve themselves of any responsibility of like for what didn't go wrong, for what went wrong mm. in the relationship. But a lot of times, you know, when people are still in contact with their exes, there is still some lingering feeling um, at least on by one person and it complicates things. And it's just, it's not a true friendship. I mean, if you if you guys were friends and then you dated and then it didn't work out, like you already had that friendship and maybe that's a friendship that can continue in time when the wounds are healed. But mm-hmm. you know, if you just like met somebody and you started dating them, you know, you, of course you felt like friends and you were close in that relationship, but that's not the nature of your relationship. So mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, the relationship can't make that transition from romantic to friends in a way that isn't dysfunctional. I would agree. I know that you, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, the your first your first breakup, your mm-hmm. your partner was like, oh no, like you have you have to be friends with all of your exes, and Lynn was like, mm. why are you looking at me like that? I, I'm just um. Just Do you absorbed. not recall? No, no, I'm I'm just listening. Okay, and then <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm getting the story no, right. I, I, and then Lynn was like, "No, uh, I can't. I don't think I can be be able. I'm not able to do that because at least at least initially, right off the bat, I'm gonna need space to process and yeah. detach. Mm-hmm. And I think move they on. they were just very. They were what you said about. I I think it was a situation that you talked about uh, where, uh, in order to like make himself feel better about the breakup and to feel like you know I didn't do anything wrong because in in my opinion there was something that was done wrong um and that's a per interpretation but um there like I think he was like if we're friends af- I think it was one of those things where like if we're friends afterwards a I, I don't have to lose that comfort of having me around because part mm-hmm. of part of a breakup is you're disrupting a comfort disrupting a normality of like day-to-day uh I like you know we weren't in each other's lives every day and he really wanted to be friends off the bat and I was just like I can't I'm not ready for that I don't want to like risk seeing you move on before I'm ready to see you move on um and and hurt myself more in that way and also like I don't want to feel any type of way for processing this a specific way because we're friends Uh, I don't feel ready to have you I don't feel ready to have you in my life as a friend. That being yeah. said, it like no ill will. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I just need that space for myself, and and I hope you take the space for yourself. And we ended up, you know, not uh, at the very end of things. We ended up like not being friends, and or 
like like I we ran into each other on the subway one time and it was fine and so you know it just like leaves things off on a good note and it makes me feel good about leaving them off on a positive note but even like now years and years later I don't know if I'd want to have him as a friend not because I don't you know not because I think he's a terrible person or anything but just because I don't know if I want you know does he deserve your friendship I mean, I don't, it's been a while, so I don't know if he currently does, but the person that he was, like, I don't really, it's not that I don't want to waste my time, but, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, the person that he was to me and our relationship, I don't think so. I think um, that, it, you know, it, it, what you're describing, like, if, if it was the case, so, like, sometimes you have a breakup and you're like, oh, my God, that person, like, he was my best friend, and, yeah. you know, I just, I, I still just want to, like, tell it like you had a friendship like a right. real friendship at the heart of your right. relationship but if this is somebody this is sounding like this isn't somebody who you would be friends with like if you just met him today I mean assuming you know who knows exactly like where he is in his life right now but like yeah if you met the last version of him and there was no physical attraction like would you be like oh this is a person I really want to invest in having in my life as a friend I don't know I, I'm I'm and the thing is I'm someone that I can be friends with a lot of like with I can find friendship in a lot of people mm-hmm. um so it's not no I don't think that he's a terrible person um <laughs> I I do like it's not about him being a terrible person I mean sorry know, to be clear because another yeah. thing when you're talking about breakups and exes like if you're vilifying your ex then you are only blocking your own ability to learn from the situation mm-hmm. right yeah so even if your ex was you know, objectively a quote unquote terrible person. Still, what's interesting about that is, all right, he is who he is, but what is it about you mm-hmm. that was in, was attracted to that? That was, that's still, you know what I mean? So it's about right. your decision. It's not about who they are. So I'm not saying he's a terrible person and yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know you well enough to know whether or not like, mm-hmm. you know, you said you can find friendship in a lot of people. What is the quality of your friendships? Like, how, right I, there's you know, levels there's levels know. for sure I think he would be on a tier one situation <laughs> like <laughs> he's on the free plan he only yeah, gets yeah. a few minutes per <laughs> month <laughs> yeah 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 I like I like the reason why I was attracted to him in the first place obviously there was a not obviously but there was a physical attraction and then he was a little bit like a little bit like he was a, a year, year older, older. <laughs> and at the time like that was a difference um at the I, we were in college when we when we met good at what he did or was like praised in that class and so I, I was like oh my god I mean at that time when you're in college yeah. I was like, oh my god. he was like the equivalent of like he's established in the community <laughs> like, he's good at what he does um totally. he was he was he's a very spunky fun personality which was like fun to be around uh but like ultimately like I, I was always questioning my self-worth in that relationship he mm-hmm. was he has was used to dating like he was like a ladies man I'll say and you know I'm a catch I'm a catch uh but I'm but I'm I think he's he was used to like being with these like size zero women and and I felt like I always was trying to level up quote unquote with that quote unquote so was that that. so was that you and your insecurity that was putting that pressure on you or do you feel that he was he was also putting that pressure on you 
Yeah. I mean, I put that pressure on myself already and that was some that's something that I've always been trying to work on and that, you know, I am just in the last couple of years really accepting and loving who I am and the fact that like I have curves and I am beautiful the way that I am. Um the way that I am. I am beautiful, period. And mm-hmm. um but in especially it was hard to accept that and I I felt like I was always trying to have a conversation of like listen I'm always uh hard on myself without you telling me that I can be better so and I think he was you know I don't think he was coming at it from a sense of like you're fat or like you're you know you could be better I think he was trying to come at it from a sense because I think he also his motivational strategy was very like I hate myself so that I can be better uh and so I think it was part of him like it it was part of him trying to like motivate each other to be better versions of ourselves but it wasn't compatible with me it was making me feel like shit so with I think that's important to say I don't think I think we just weren't compatible and it was making me feel crappy about myself instead of motivating me um, and, and the motivation if I did have motivation it was so that my boyfriend was attracted to me and that wasn't that's not healthy. That's not healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now, like, I'm I'm good to myself. I'm health healthy the way that I treat my body, and and that's that's all I can do. And and I like the way that I look, and I like the way that I am, and I I feel as though like my mental health is really great, and I, I I'm a confident I'm a confident woman. Yay. Um, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like going back to if we would be friends, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, look this what you were describing and how like he motive he 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 thinks that hating himself and shaming himself is motivating um yeah and and to be clear that was I don't know if he still works in that yeah, way but who knows, that was, who knows right I know I yeah. get it it was it was a while ago but um but it just illustrates like what I a lesson that I had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. dating people who don't love themselves is mm-hmm. ultimately only going to risk and you getting hurt yes. only going to result in you getting hurt yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we were both yeah. very young in that situation. It yeah. was both of our first relationships. So we were both very much navigating the idea of what it is to be in a relationship. And I don't know if he's tried being in an open relationship since or uh, I know I haven't tried that or, you, you know, like the different types of relationships there are out in the world. And um, I remember my open dad relationships said, are for very few people. Yeah, I agree. By the I, way. Th- <laughs> Like, I mean, but, but that being, and I think it's like a matter of being honest with yourself. Like, do you really want an open relationship or are you just young and want to have fun, but don't want to lose the person that you're with right now? I think it's that idea of like being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. But my dad said something to me when all of this was kind of erupting that made me, that really stuck with me and was able, like, I was able to kind of hear it and understand. It's not that we're bad people. It's this maybe that we're not compatible people. And he was like, there's many different ways to have a relationship many different types of relationships out there but if you don't if the two people or if the people you know 2020 if the people in the relationship (laughs) don't agree on how to have the relationship then you'll never be happy uh you'll always be like fighting with each other and trying you know trying to get something that's just not there Mm -hmm. um and that that was like an eye-opening moment for me I was like hmm yeah yep there's doesn't make I mean, he's a bad person for asking me to have an open relationship. I just might not be happy in this relationship. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I and I, I don't mean to say that I'm like, monogamy is the only way. I just, mm-hmm. I think you just have to really know yourself, like you're saying. Yeah. And you have to be mm-hmm. clear on what your motivation is. Because in my experience, I 
the the people that I know who've been in open relationships, there's always one person who's like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And there's always somebody who is like, Ugh, not mm-hmm. as comfortable with it, but they're going along with it, you know, to please the other person or because they feel like they should be that open-minded or because they feel like, well, I'm a lot. And so, you know, I can see why this person needs to have, like needs a break or needs like, you know, other people in their lives because so to me, when it's coming from that place of like, well, there's something wrong with me. So this is what I have to settle for. Like, that's not healthy. If it's coming from a place where you're just like, yeah, I just, you know, but also I don't even know, like if you're just dating multiple people, like you're not in an open relationship, like you're just dating multiple people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a difference between like, you know, we're primary committed partners, but we're also gonna, you know, it's just, it gets really complicated. I've just seen, I, I, I've just had, you know, like friends and clients who've done that or tried to do that. And I'm just like, isn't this supposed to be making your life easier? Because it just Mm -hmm. feels like it's bringing so much drama and stress and like, yeah, relationships are hard enough. Like, why are you choosing this? But of course we could equally get people here who would feel like, you know, open relationships are the, are the greatest thing in the world. But Mm -hmm. I think that they're Mm -hmm. complicated and it's rare when everybody is actually, um, on the same page and has the same level of enthusiasm about it. Yeah. I was like, I know myself, I'm not going to be participating in, in the openness of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's just giving you permission to like be with other people. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. That's not for me either. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this kind of relates to what we're talking about, but when do you know it's time to end a relationship? It's time to break up. And on top of that, what's the best way to go about breaking up with someone? Mm, yeah, good question. So it's hard, especially because um, a lot. I th- I'd say that most people get into relationships that are like dubious from the start, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of like, uh, when do you break up? It's like, I don't know, when do you get to your breaking point, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in general, you know, healthy relationships, you need to have emotional and physical safety. Um, you need to have emotional and physical intimacy, which, you know, doesn't just mean like we have sex, but it's like we have intimacy outside of that. You know, you have to have respect. So like you're always treating each other with dignity, even when you disagree, right? Of course you're going to argue, but how do you argue? And does an argument Mm. turn into like, now I'm going to shame you. And now I'm going to belittle you. And like, you know, like that's disrespectful. So it's like, disagree, you know, respectful disagreement. And you both are equally invested in the relationship. Like you have the same level of commitment. So if you, if any of those things are missing, in my opinion, that is you're selling yourself short. I feel that you are settling in a relationship if you don't have that as a baseline. So if you're like, oh, emotional safety, like, hell no, my partner gaslights the hell out of me or is super critical of me. Or every time we get into an argument, you know, they're totally belittling and demeaning, you know, um, mm-hmm. if that's something that resonates with you, you know, I personally want more for you. And I know that's possible. Anybody who's listening. <laughs> um, so that to me would be like time to break up. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, it, and but that could be the really hardest thing to do if you don't believe that 
there is something else possible for you. And I, and, but I know that there is, but you'll never have it unless you're willing to walk away from mm. those situations. And that's mm-hmm. like the catch 22 of it. Yeah. So it takes that act of courage and that leap of faith. But, you know, I just think that when you, when it comes to how you break up with someone, you just do it in a respectful adult way and not try to have prolonged conversations about like closure and da da da. Because if you decided that you're breaking up, like now, why are you having all those conversations? Like I said, like most people don't even know their true motivations. Like 5% of what you think and feel you are is in your conscious awareness. So 95% of what you think and feel is beneath your conscious awareness. And everybody has different levels of awareness. So for some people, they're more able to tap into what's really going on and understanding like, oh, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. It's not because you were, you're not the cause of all of my pain. This is triggering something else. This is like, you know, this is reminding me of my childhood and when my dad was this or when my, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. people, people can, some people are able to have that deeper awareness and really understand like, yeah, like I was feeling fearful or shameful or whatever, like there was something else going on there. But most people don't have that awareness. So even when they're telling you, this is why I'm breaking up with you, or this is why this relationship doesn't work out, that's all that they're aware of, but it's not even, the, it's only part of the story. So trying mm. to have a prolonged closure conversation with somebody who doesn't have the story, the full story is like a waste of your time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just a big fan, even if you're, if it's not like a major relationship, it's just somebody that you've been dating for a little while, you know, rather than ghosting them, just saying like, Hey, I just want to let you know, it's been really nice meeting you. I don't think we're a match, but I wish you luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. And you don't have to have like a whole, like, well, why? And da da da. Like you don't have to have, especially if this is like somebody you were in an actual, like real relationship with, it was more just like, Oh, we yeah. were dating for a little while. Like just be adult, be mature and move on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my advice. I hope I answered the question. You did. Yeah, totally. I also feel as though I've heard a lot of situations where the person doing the breakup will linger in those conversations yeah. and like be like, we're okay, right though? But like, we're okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Or- do, you, do you watch The Bachelor at all? Like Bachelor I, I can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. Oh, literally, God. no one else can. But we I are sucked in. We're like, hello. But I've, I've watched like one episode ever, and I was like, I can't do this. This is our depressing. mom is like, really a, another season, girls. Oh my gosh, it just makes me sad. That's why I, mean, I can't watch it. Me it. Sad. I, don't, I, mean, I don't judge it. I'm just like, this just makes me. This doesn't make me feel good. That's why I, I can't watch it. <laughs> I mean, there was just one breakup though where the guy just like wouldn't leave. He, he, he just wouldn't leave mm. and he was like he was he had like chosen the girl it was like she she, she he, had, he was he, she won the season and he was breaking up with her to be with the runner-up and he just would not leave and she was like he wouldn't leave he's like, like it's I, not you i need you to go she's like sitting on the couch crying and she was like you need to leave like i understand we're over it's i i can't tell you that i'm not upset i'm not hurt but like you it's time he for wanted to, to hear like exit. he wanted to hear her say it's okay. It's okay. I understand. Yeah, exactly. No hard feelings. This, but it's, like, it's like the guy who wants to be friends, you know, yeah. or the, the, I don't, not to be like super heteronormative about it. Like the person mm. who wants to be friends, you know, yeah. who's like, and you're like, we're not friends. And if we were friends, like you, we're not friends anymore after you just did that shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Um, yeah. yeah. But if you say, okay, everything's fine. It's okay. 
then they can be like, okay, I'm fine. Like I'm off yeah. the hook. Oh, I didn't know? do anything wrong. Like, yeah. Good yeah. Person. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. like that's why I can't watch that show. That would just, <laughs> I, you know and- what I did? I watched this weekend for the first time in years, but I was just what? curious. I watched, um, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I was like, wow, that show is still on the air. Like, what do they <laughs> look like now? Like, what do they mm-hmm. do? Like, what's the, first of all, they're all like way richer than they used to be. But I guess because <laughs> they've been on the show for 15 years. For forever. Like, mm-hmm. Making millions of dollars. But um, I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, these people, I don't remember them being quite this rich before. Um, <laughs> but it was so depressing to see like the relationship dynamics that like they that they like normalize on that show and what they like and I'm just like oh my god this is why I stopped watching this because it just Mm -hmm. makes me feel bad I just feel (laughs) depressed like Mm -hmm. like we should be putting forward healthy relationships yeah like I'm like this is just perpetuating like more dysfunction and unhappiness Mm -hmm. in romantic relationships and strengthening the fairy tale industrial complex which is built on glitter and lies (laughs) glitter and lies On top of all of that, what do you think would be the best way or what is your advice or thoughts on getting closure? Mm -hmm. So it's an internal thing, you know? Um, I mean, if you have a relationship where you do have emotional safety um, and the relationship is ending, but you still have that foundation of emotional safety and you, it is helpful to you to have like a closure conversation, then great. But ultimate, but if there's no emotional safety, then don't do that because it's not going to help. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Other than that, like it's up to you to really do the work, like everything we've been talking about, like reflecting on what were the lessons, like what are the lessons that I can take from this relationship? You know, what are the choices that I made that I can reflect back on now and say like, oh, maybe, you know, I was turning a blind eye to something that, um, I understand now, like I was trying to say, oh, that wasn't a big deal, but now I see it is a big deal. So like the more you can, you can find, um, the meaning and the lessons, the more easily that you, cause that's what you need. You need to have that understanding in order to have closure and that true understanding of what, of why you made the choices you made cannot come from anyone else, but you. I feel like part of me would, would feel very tempted to reach out and talk to the ex and like be like what did I do wrong but as you said it's like more up to you to answer those questions Mm -hmm. and find that within yourself Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's also something that not a lot of people think about I think they I think people think that they have to get those answers from the person that was with them Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me it was like there's that such this person that is parting that I'm parting ways with knows me so intimately uh like I was really vulnerable with them and uh I believe they were you know fairly vulnerable with me and we spent a lot of time together and I want to know what they think about us parting ways and that you know given the fact that they knew me so well and like we were part of each other's lives so intimately and but if like I'm being honest anytime there was really any closure it was uh it led into opening the door back up and then like it just prolonged mm, it, the breakup. it prolonged you were, you were just on that off ramp for another I was just on that off ramp <laughs> oh, exactly. it was so hard to watch I can't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean if I'm being honest I think it I I don't know if I would change anything I might move up the timeline a bit 
Uh, and like, okay, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my, my moment was like in the very, very, very beginning. And I know we're like coming off topic a little bit, but I want to make sure I share this with you. Basically, there was one night that we and a friend of ours were out, out on the town and there was this like group of older people, older guys that came in. And like myself and one of these older guys, like really, we really hit it off. The conversation was really well. I like, like he had all of the right information as far as like he was, he was a little bit older. He was very well, he was accomplished. He was motivated. We had like, just like we were, I I was attracted to him. Um, He was a little, he was a little too older at that time. I was 21 and he was 32. So it was just like a smidgy too different in the sense of like he probably wanted to, and to have kids and things and sooner. I sooner and like I don't even want that now. In that moment, like I, I like walked out of that situation and I was like, yeah, I need to go. It's, this break pro- up I probably need boyfriend. to break up with this person. Mm. <laughs> Not, I don't think it was. for you. Yeah. yeah. I was like that this, this should be. And I just felt very honored to like not honored but like appreciated by him or a well a I felt appreciated by him but also I was just like really excited to that he was interested in in me I got butterflies for the first time in a while whereas like I felt like I was it felt like this mutual like he was excited that I was interested in him and I was excited that he was interested in me whereas I felt I was always just trying to sustain the butterfly feeling for him like Mm -hmm. not me sustaining the butterfly feeling for him although that was necessary but I was always worried about does he have butterflies for me? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I need to like spice it in order to like make sure that he feels butterflies for me when in actuality, I don't even really feel the butterflies for him. So I felt like the universe put him in my, in my path to be like, okay, I need to move on. It's been long enough. Like just yeah. because the show is- you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Was, yeah. That yeah. Was- and so that started the off-ramp situation, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, you know what? Sometimes, and people will ask me this, like, oh, you know, is it ever a good idea to get back together with an ex? Mm. And, you know, sometimes it might be, and it might be just because you need to have that experience. So you could be like, okay, yep. You know what? No more lingering doubt. Like, yeah, this, is, this isn't right for me. So, like, sometimes you just need to have, you just need more time to make the thing that you intellectually know, like to have that actually sink in more, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. and the same thing with like prolonging the, the breakup is the same thing where you're kind of like, I know, but I'm not a hundred percent there yet. And sometimes you just yeah. need that time. And sometimes yeah. they do you a favor and they pull off the bandaid and then you're like, shit, wait, I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, you know, that is good for both of you. A question that we got, from one of our listeners, she asked, what is, pro- what is an appropriate amount of time to be sad before getting back on the horse? Um, I mean, I, I don't, it's, it's hard to say what's an appropriate amount of time because there's no, this is not a one size fits all thing. And, you know, I mean, if you find yourself getting really, really um, upset and derailed over very short term relationships, then I would say that like, you know, want to look at like what's so what 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 these breakups are triggering in you because like um I don't know if you've ever heard the saying if it's hysterical it's historical mm-hmm. um <laughs> which is saying like if you're having like a really strong reaction to something 
um, it's not just about like the thing that's happening. It's about, you know, other shit that's happened before, um, that you're really responding to. So if you're having a bunch of short-term relationships that are really derailing you, then you want to take a look at what's really going on. But if you like really had your heart broken, you know, and you really, um, were invested in the relationship and you thought your partner was invested and now you have to like recalibrate, like that's Mm -hmm. just a really, that's just a traumatic experience. And so you have to just give yourself the time and the grace. But I would say that if you're at the place where you like want to be over it, Mm -hmm. then you're probably more over it than you realize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true too. Mm-hmm. And you, and you probably it might be a good thing for you to just to start dipping your toe back in the waters of dating, just so you can see like oh wait how does this feel and you know see if you can spark some excitement. Yeah, yeah, I do think that that question is very you know custom to the person who's mm-hmm. going through it and your emotional and your in your mental health and what the relationship was prior, whatever feels and is right for you seems to be the right answer yeah yeah basically yeah and you just kind of have to you know and then just test it out like sometimes you can't know like like am i ready to start dating again like you just have to try it and see Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. listen to your gut listen Listen to your your gut gut. yeah and sometimes i mean some breakups are way more traumatic than others you know um and Mm -hmm. there's a lot more involved than others so you know Sometimes when people have a breakup, it means like you lose your entire social circle. You might, you know, lose the place that you lived. You might lose like things like there's a lot of upheaval that can happen. So, um, you know, if you're dealing with that, like you just have to be gentle with yourself and let yourself Mm -hmm. have that time. Yeah. So throughout this whole episode, I've just, you know, the, the Selena Gomez song, people can like it's people can go from people, you know, to people you don't. Yeah. Yes. I was like, wow, this is that's so relevant. <laughs> and it and it's I remember Lindsay when you were going through your first like big breakup, you had gone to see the, that the, was the first time I went to therapy to the therap the local therapist. I like and yeah, and he had said it's like a death. It kind of mm-hmm. feels like a death in a way because you're saying yeah. goodbye to yeah. not only the person, but if you were connected really to their family, like you said, if you were living together, you have to find a new home. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's yeah. not just, some, I, sometimes people are like, oh, they broke up with their boyfriend or girlfriend. It's not a, like, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is a very big and like, it can be a very traumatic experience for people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to pay, have to pay yeah. respect to. Your feelings are valid. And if you're feeling like, devastated about it it that's not you know it's not crazy to feel that way it's very common to feel that way in fact and like to feel like you're breaking in a sense and I remember feeling like this this pain in my chest and I was like I don't know why they call it heartbreak yes I had the same experience (laughs) oh my god it is broken my chest (laughs) is cracking (laughs) I know yeah I know the feeling um yeah, I mean, I think one, you know, one other thing um, for for the listener or anybody, you know, mm-hmm. who's um, in this situation to keep in mind is, first of all, it's going to get easier. Yeah. Right. What feels really hard right now is not always going to feel really hard, and so sometimes just by getting back in it, you realize that you're like, oh, actually, you know, I I, I was kind of building this up in my mind as being this like big daunting thing but actually like it's not it's i'm okay i can do this i am ready for this Mm. or not whatever either way it's Mm -hmm. fine 
Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I think as we're winding up, because I think we went through a majority of the questions that we had. Thank you so much for taking so much time for us. I know. <laughs> I, um, I wanted to just like, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you would like to say on the topic of breakups? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that always, you know, it always goes back to self-love. And I know that's like a, that can be a very like nebulous term, like, okay, well, what does mm. that mean? Um, but I'll just, I'll just, as I'll, this is, this is the good button to put on this conversation is this is how I, this is how I describe self-love and this is how Mm. you can like start to practice it. Um, so one reason that I think self-love can be hard concept is because it's like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean thinking like I look good in jeans? Does that mean being like confident about my body? Is that thinking I'm the best this or that? And it's like, no, not really, but it's a few different things. So um, self-love as I define it is five separate elements. So the number first one is self-compassion. So that's just the ability to give yourself a break, right? To mm-hmm. release judgment, to just take a breath and just choose to interrupt that pattern of judgment and negative self-talk. So it's just like not to be perfect about it, but just feel like, okay, you know what? I deserve compassion because everybody does. And just to start to practice that, because if you can't be compassionate towards yourself, then you're kind of, you're going to stay stuck for a really long time. So that's the first thing. The second thing is self-worth. And this is the big one, right? So this is true belief that you are worthy of having all of your needs met, your needs for love, intimacy, respect, purpose, creativity, abundance, good health, like all the things that every single one of us is born needing um, and is born being worthy of having. And then there are lots of people and lots of conditioning and lots of things that happen in our lives that that take us further from that truth because we're told this is what we have to be. This is how we have to look. This is where our value comes from. It comes from doing or, you know, being a certain way or all of these other things that are outside of our inherent worthiness. So Mm. I think that everyone and I, I mentioned this earlier, but, um, it, you know, everyone should just really do the work to examine, like, do I truly feel worthy? Like, because that, if the, I, I just feel like you, you cannot be in our culture and not have any worthiness issues. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and if yeah. you have trauma, which everybody does <laughs> and mm-hmm. had, you know, like all those, there's things that you can remember that are negative experiences, like that traumatized you. That's why you can remember it. That's why you still have an emotional reaction to it. And that all leaves an imprint. And the more self-compassion you have, the more you can, you can very compassionately start to examine those parts of yourself, which is that in and of itself, that compassion is an act of love and it's very healing. So even by bringing that compassionate curiosity to like, okay, well, what do I truly believe I'm worth? Do I truly believe I'm worthy of having this thing that I want? And if I don't fully truly believe it, um, what would I do if I did believe I was truly worthy of having it? And starting to just, again, be very compassionately curious towards yourself. And Mm. if you can start, especially in dating, if you can start to date from a place of worthiness, right? Even if you don't 100% feel it, feel it, but that's the standard with which you're holding yourself and other people, the people that you're dating, that's game changing and your feelings will catch up. The third is self-validation. Self-validation is that ability to give yourself credit where credit is due because it's very easy to discount the things that you have accomplished. It's very easy to discount 
the um, the progress that you've made. It's very mm. easy to discount just yourself, right? And so mm-hmm. self validation is just like, hey, you know what? This is this may be hard for me, but I tried, right? It's just giving mm-hmm. yourself that credit because there's always so many more things to give ourselves credit for than we are like naturally mm-hmm. inclined to pay attention to. Um, but that's an act of love. And the more you're able to practice that, and this is with everything, with self-compassion, self-worth, self-validation, the more you're able to practice that for yourself, the more you're also able to do that for other people and see the worthiness in other people and be compassionate towards other people and all of that stuff. So um, that's self-validation. The fourth is self-care. And the way that I define self-care is to really ask yourself like, okay, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel on my love journey? How do I want to feel when I go on a date? How do I want to feel mm-hmm. when I work up, when I wake up in the morning? How, mm-hmm. Like just to be very curious because you are creating your life, right? Like, so wow. really being proactive about, all right, how do I want to feel? First question. Second question is what action or actions can I take or start to take to support myself in feeling that way? And by the way, boundaries and saying no is like the number one act of self care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> walking away. I never from thought of it. You know, that I never thought of it you. as like being curious about yourself. I think that's or like being curious about what you know what would make me feel. I think that's really great. It's yeah, great I mean it's great because then you can start to strategize. You know, yeah. like when I ask myself those questions, it results in changes. Like I'd be mm-hmm. like, well, okay, I'm not gonna do client sessions on weekends anymore because mm-hmm. I want to feel more relaxed or I'm going to, you know, one thing I'm such an evangelist of having rules about your technology. And like, like, you know, we live in a long apartment and the kitchen <laughs> is at one end and our, our bedroom is at the other end. And my, <laughs> my phone is in the kitchen all night long. And I'm mm. usually up for like an hour in the morning before I even look at it. And that is self-care. Because yeah, I sure. that helps me to keep my phone addiction in check. Mm-hmm. And the way that I want to feel is as somebody who's not addicted to my phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's really about like be, being strategic about what in your life is really serving you in feeling the way that you want to feel and what in your life isn't and where can you either add a practice or take away a practice, you know? Um, so that's self-care. And then the last one is self-gratitude. And that's when you are truly grateful for the person that you are. Like you really see the beauty and the gift that you are on this planet. And it's not, it's beyond like, it's beyond self-validation. It's not like, oh, I'm proud of myself that I did this, or I'm grateful that I have this. Like, it's awesome to be grateful that you have a roof over your head. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. awesome to be grateful for your health and all of those things. 100% important to be grateful for those things. But this is about being grateful for the things that make you, you. Right. So like the two of you, you're identical twins, but right. Like, but what makes you Lindsay and what makes you Nicole are those are different things, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think about it this way, like if we were in the future and they could like take your consciousness and put it in an Android, like what goes in the Android? (laughs) Like that's you, you know, it's not the Mm -hmm. way you look. It's not like, so anyway, so it's just a practice of starting to just ask yourself like, okay, what about the person that I am, the person that I get to be on this planet? Can I be grateful for right now? So beautiful. You just, you just buttoned it all up right there. (laughs) Concrete steps 
uh, to take to move forward and process mm-hmm. and uh, give respect to the relationship that has passed and mourn um, all of those things, you know? Yeah. So something that we like to do with our guests is like kind of the final segment. Mm-hmm. It's called Get Peachy Clean. We would love it if you have a story that you could tell of, um, it's kind of like a play on coming clean. So like a confession or mm-hmm. a, like a funny story, an embarrassing story, a naughty story. And it can be, it can be, dating or breakup related or it could or not. not it's open it's open 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 so yeah sure well I mean I, <laughs> it's so interesting that this is the first thing that came to mind but um I I once uh was in a relationship with someone who I worked with and mm-hmm. we were like in this like super into each other like couldn't keep our hands off each other like courtship mm-hmm. phase and um, so we were like, one day we were like, we left work to go find some place to have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so we worked in the middle of Manhattan and um, <laughs> I lived downtown and he lived uptown. And it's not like we could just on our lunch break, go home. It was too far. Right. So, um, <laughs> so we went to Saks Fifth Avenue, and we, which was just a couple blocks from our office. And we went and we had sex in the dressing room. <laughs> And so we're in the middle of having sex in the dressing room and someone knocks on the door and it's store security. It's actually, it is not store security. It is an undercover cop oh my God. <laughs> who, who um, asks us to leave and oh. to not return. <laughs> yes, girl. Uh, and it was really embarrassing. <laughs> oh my gosh. People are always like, oh, but what if we get caught? And they're like, isn't that half the fun? They're like, it's not fun. It's not fun. It kills the mood. <laughs> oh, that was the walk of shame, like out of the dressing room. <laughs> because they don't like they don't leave and wait for and like they'll leave they'll for sure leave they sit there and they're like no leave leave yeah oh yeah no he like escorted us to the elevator yeah it was (laughs) oh god i'm just just talking about it and i don't embarrass easy i'm pretty like yeah i got a pretty Mm -hmm. high tolerance but that was embarrassing (laughs) my boyfriend wasn't embarrassed he thought it was awesome he like got to feel like this like stud dude who's like having sex in the dressing room but i was i was like oh my god they must have seen us like on the security camera or something oh my gosh Uh, well that works perfectly thank you so much that was an awesome one okay thank you for sharing now you're peachy queen (laughs) thank you for sharing Furthermore, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you for so taking much. so much like dedicated, thoughtful time. And this was an awesome, awesome episode. And I think we really just only scraped the, the scratched surface. the surface of human relationships and what it means to like break up and <laughs> all yeah. of the paths you can take. You know, yes. I mean, I really thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Well, thanks for having me, ladies. It's been no, great no. talking yeah. to you, getting to know you. Yeah. yeah. And um, do you want to talk about where people can find you? Yeah, let us know. And, um, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So um, <laughs> I am at Dear Franny on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Um, Instagram is probably the best place to stay in touch with me. Um, I also have a podcast called Dear Franny. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you can also, and I talk about love and sex and relationships and, um, include as much like really good actionable information as I can there. And I also interview really interesting people. Um, Mm -hmm. So check out my podcast. Um, And, you know, I mean, if you go to Instagram, 
um, or any social media, um, any of my social media, you can like, you know, click on the link to my bio and there's lots of different options. You can learn about coaching. You can book a one-on-one session with me. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm starting a membership community called the True Love Society. So, but if you go to the truelovesociety.com, you can add yourself like to the wait list for the community. So yeah, lots of cool stuff going on. Absolutely. Yes. And I'll, we'll list all of um, all of your goodies in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So definitely make sure to go give Franny some love. Thank you so much, Peaches, for tuning in for another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We feel so lucky to have had Franny on with chatting with us about all things breakup. Mm-hmm. Please, um, please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk underscore peaches and subscribe to the newsletter all the goodies and yeah thank you so much for coming back and please tune in next monday for another episode of let's talk peaches Mm -hmm. bye peaches bye Bye, peaches peaches. yes girl